Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Spiritist Conversations, a show where we get together with friends to talk about topics through a spiritist lens in an informal and unplugged way. Today, we are having a conversation about something very key to the nature of spiritism. Is spiritism a religion? That is our episode number 30 today. And for that great conversation, we have some wonderful friends here with us. And we are scattered from throughout the world today. So I want to bring first our friend Susanna Simoins, who is here all the way from Florida to say hello. How are you doing, Susanna? I am doing great, Dan. I missed our last uh, spirit conversation, so I'm very happy to be back here with you guys today for this very special episode. Hello to everyone. Great. Thanks for being here again, Susanna. It's always great to have you, and we missed you too. And of course, we also have here with us today our friend Flavio as well. Flavio, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Dan and Susanna. Good to see you guys as well. Looking forward to yet another conversations with everybody that's following us live or afterwards through a recording. And we also have here with us today, Charles Kemp, another special guest. As always, we try to bring you very smart and intelligent and interesting people to be part of our conversations. And today we're bringing Charles all the way from France to talk to us a little bit about the topic as well. Charles, how are you doing? Hello, Dan. I'm fine. Thank you. Hoping the same for you all. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everyone, all the listeners. And it's really a big pleasure to be here today with you to share some thoughts about this topic. Wonderful. You guys know the topic, right? Is spiritism a religion? And so we should just dive straight into it as we often do here uh, at Spiritist Conversations. And I think I just have two main questions today for us. Is spiritism a religion? And I think question number two that I hope that we get to later on is, does it matter? Why is that important? So I'm just going to toss it out there. So what do you guys think from that initial question? Who wants to dive in there first? I think it's important to define what a religion is first. Because if we're, if we're suggesting that spiritism is or it is not a religion, we have to identify or define what religion is. That's what I would suggest. Correct? Ah, there's always an annoying guy that comes and, and tries to bring <laughs> clarity to the topic. That's me. See how that works. <laughs> I like it. I like it because uh, Kardec, he did in the same way. He, he was defining very well at the beginning in the introduction of particularly the Spirit's book huh, in order to have a clear language and that the people can then understand the words he is using without ambiguity. And uh, Flavio, you, you really touched the point. What is a religion? When you go to Wikipedia or whatever, in French at least, religion, use that. For some people, it is looking for the source, the root cause of life and universe and whatever. For some others, it's a superstition, source of conflicts and wars and whatever. And at the end, you can see in the definition, there is no consensus today on all what means and what does not mean this word. So basically, it's a word which means everything and its opposite. This is the situation in French. Well, that this is I... why when we come and tell the spiritism is a religion in France, you see some people uh, looking strangely because you, you bring something with, it gives a very bad perception. And the majority of the people uh, here in France, I would say in Europe as well, and probably also in the US, they have a, not a good perception about religion. And on top of this, the people who are already following a religion 
They also do not see very uh, sympathetically someone claiming to be of another religion because of this exclusivity which is behind. Yeah, I, I think this is an interesting point, Charles, because religion here is being used to define two different sets of, of understanding, right? So one that I'd like for us to maybe use as a, 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 a mindset is the original definition, which comes from Latin, which is religare, which is to reconnect with the creator, which all religions try to do, including spiritism. But there's another side, another aspect of religion that I can say very well, based on our folks from the United States, that every time we mention the word religion, they automatically associate with cult, with dogmas, with you know rituals, with money contributions. And it's a very a defined box of activities that every religion, for example, Some folks associate religion with the way we pray. You need to put a, yourself in one position to pray, right? Or we need to wear certain clothes in order to go to the, to the temple or to the church and whatnot. So that's the other definition of the word religion that's not very well defined, but it's on people's minds every time they hear the word religion. That's why I think it's difficult to, to say yes or no for spiritism to be or not to be a religion. Yeah. I, I agree, but again, we must use words which are clear and understandable by the people who are listening us. Okay, and Kardec had, by the way, exactly the same problem, uh, the same difficulty which he faced when during the codification period uh, between 57 and uh, 1869 are existing today. And he made a, a brilliant speech just a very three, four months before he died, when he made his uh, speech in the annual yearly uh, commemoration of the uh, 1st of November, uh, the Day of the Dead. Mm -hmm. And uh, there he exactly treated the, what we are treating today. Is spiritism a religion? And his answer is clearly, okay, in the philosophical way, it is. But nobody understands the world like this. So in, in the common sense of the religion, the one which is commonly understood, it is not a religion. And if I would have claimed spiritism is a religion, it would have given me a lot of problem. And today we have exactly the same thing. Now we have to, to make here to differentiate a little bit. Uh, you see, the, the word religion is badly perceived in Europe. But for instance, in Brazil, or you have some, let's say, more religious countries, or maybe Portugal in a certain way, where a lot of people, they see religion as something positive. So there the situation is different. That the people is a, a religion in Brazil, maybe, but in Europe, really, it's not the best way to present it because you are more keeping people away, not people who would be open to listen to you mm -hmm. about philosophy or whatever, they will not be ready to listen to you when you talk about religion. So it's, yep. for me, it's a question of presentation, but it's also there are some more uh, root questions behind it. I think we will come to them in the next questions. Yep. And I want to butt in here really quickly just to say that speech that Charles uh, mentioned can be found on the December edition of the Spiritus Review of 1868. For those of you who want to read it, it's a wonderful read. It's a simple read. And it's a really powerful one as well. And I just want to butt in one more time too and say, what we're saying makes tons of sense to me. And I think I want to corroborate that with some, some data as well. The Pew Research Center, which does tons of surveying and, and research here in the U.S. specifically about religion, constantly puts out news and survey results every couple of years. And we have seen a trend 
down in the acceptance or the embracing of religion in the United States. Correct. And it continues to go down with the new generation. More and more, they call themselves less religious and spiritual, which is a really interesting piece, which I think makes the cases that we're talking about, right, the shift from this formulaic, this formula of what a connection with the divine is uh, to something that's more personal. So people are pushing back against churches, against established structures and hierarchies that tell them how to behave and how to see the world. And instead, they are choosing their uh, own path, their own adventure, so to speak. I'm connecting the dots between what you guys are saying here, which I really appreciate. Yes, I was going to actually speak exactly about that when Charles was talking about the the different perception of religion across countries. I My next comment was going to say, and also across generations. And I actually just read this week, one of the reviews you're talking about, there was also an article on the Washington Post about the millenniums and their relationship with religion, religiosity and spirituality. And what I see in terms of progress is every time we we have had a tendency of pick up the truth and put things into boxes and labels and, and structures which ends up limiting the possibilities, the interpretation, the ability to think, to come to your own conclusions. And I think that when we look at the future of religions, which is not necessarily the topic, but is related to the topic, is, okay, where are we going? So I think when Kardec did not put spiritism within a traditional box of religion, it was, as Charles mentioned, a very wise approach to the way we should think and feel about the spiritism because it doesn't have any, it's boundless, right? So it allows to be universal, to be type of religious practice, if you will, that is not confined to anything, really, because the best expression of religion is the one that's not seen necessarily within churches of or, or centers. But it is, as Juana de Angelis will say, and I love the definition, is relational. So it is anywhere and everywhere where you're dealing with another human being, God's creation, everywhere. So where do we practice our religion if not anywhere we are? So that I, I, and I think that's where we are going and what we are seeing with these new generations and why they are pushing away also from these more structured type of religion that we have dealt with thus far. Yeah, great but, topic. But and, you saw, yeah. and, and sorry, Flavia, I wanted to acknowledge well, our know. friends... Our friend Stephen from Ireland chiming in and saying as well, and he makes a wonderful comment here, which like, unfortunately, we're slaves of the past. And that means like we are accepting these traditions that are handed down to us. And we are then thinking that religion is that formula that people are handing over to us and not searching for that relational aspect that that Susanna was talking about. And and, and there's a, a very smart person here, uh-huh. an opportunity to much smarter than you, for book. sure. Much more, much smarter than I am, gives them opportunity to plug my own book here. But in, in, the, in the beginning of, of that of said book, A Road to Damascus, which, by the way, is available at all major retailers. Now, the point that I make is there's a difference between religion with a capital R and a religion with a lower R, right? With a small caps kind of thing. And that's how I see it. There's religion and there's organized religion. And I wonder if sometimes we call organized religion. 
right? Yes. We, we understand organized religion as being religion, and we don't know, to Susanna's point, to Charles' point, to Flavio's point, that religion is not related to formulas, to sex, to denominations, but you can do religion on your own. And so I think that's the crux of the question. But I introduced you, Flavio, so jump in there. I'm sorry, I interrupted no. you, Flavio, so jump in there. No, no, it's, it's all good. It's always great when somebody interrupts with a much wiser thought than one we're, we're going to do anyway. What I was going to say is the challenge that we have in current times, and by the way, this is no different than the challenge that Kardec had in his own time, is we're still stuck from the concept of religion. I go Sunday morning, I, I go out there, I put on my best clothes, I, I spend some time with my brothers and sisters, and my, Sunday morning is the day for me to practice my religion. And every other day in the week, I forget about it. And that's how we behaved in the past. We, we believe in reincarnation. I'm pretty sure that's how we Not behaved in the, in the past, past, my friend. Not just or in the past. Or sometimes even in this incarnation. Yeah. How, do we, how do we change the mindset using Kardec's own suggestion and invitation? We have to think critically. We have to look at spiritism, and it has to make sense for us. Because if it doesn't, right, maybe we, should keep, we have to continue looking for the answers that best really meet our goals and our needs. So how do we think differently in a world that understands religion one way? How can we perhaps redefine the overall meaning of the word and start having a conversation? Because to Susanna's point, right, it's all about relationships. It's all about bringing folks together to have a conversation. Ah, I think we're doing it, Flav. I think we're doing it. I think it's having these kinds of conversations and suggesting that there's a different way of going about this, which I think begs the question. And this might be a good one to throw Charles under the bus with, because you guys probably don't know this, but Charles is, a, is also a wonderful researcher of, of spiritism in general, and he's done some great work unraveling some mysteries and some history uh, of Kardec in general at spiritism in France, uh, which has been really wonderful. But my point here is, so if spiritism is not a religion, then what is it? Which goes back to, what is spiritism? Charles, can we tap yeah. you on that one? <laughs> That, that is a, the, a very good question. We could uh, speak about during one hour about this. Huh? And, but since we don't have the time, I would just encourage the interested people to just read again the section one, chapter one of the Genesis, huh? the last book of, uh, or the last of the five books of Kardec, which is called Character of the Spiritist Revelation. And there, Kardec is explaining everything, how it happened and so on. And really, it's something new which happened because all the traditional religions, Christianity, for instance, Jesus came and gave some teaching and then up, developed uh, behind Christianity. Then Moses before uh, with uh, uh, Jewish uh, and so on. But Spiritism, or, or even uh, Muslims uh, after, but Spiritism came in a different way. It's a spirits. It's, so it's not a human who incarnated it. It's not Kardec. Who, Kardec had just this role of codify, codify, putting the things together in a logical way. But all the answers of the spirits and the, the, the teachings came from the spirits themselves in a kind of universal way, through several mediums in all the countries, uh, wherever uh, they could come and bring the, the teachings. In a, somehow, so it's not personified in one person and not personified in Kardec. His role was to organize it. Of course, he had uh, some, he was prepared uh, in the spiritual world uh, for uh, performing this task correctly. So really, spiritism is, I would say, 
something which has been came uh, or sinking out of the box. And we humans, when we ask, what is spiritism? Uh, is, are you a religion? Is it a science? We are trying to put the thing back into the boxes. And this is, as you told very well at the beginning, I think it was uh, Susanna, when you, you, you start defining like this, you are reducing it. You are not keeping anymore this uh, uh, whole and universal dimension of it. And of course, Stephen, and we have uh, during centuries being used to this mindset of uh, hierarchical, sacerdotal hierarchy, of doing uh, what we are told to do uh, heteronomously, huh? and not, we did not have yet the intelligence uh, to be autonomous, to make the, our selections and by ourselves autonomously, huh? to, to go really in, the, in this path of freedom, which is some huge, that we, in the United States, you come to New York, you see the Liberty Statute in France, uh, you have, we had a little bit after the US, uh, the French Revolution, Liberté, Égalité, Fraternité, so there mm -hmm. is this big trend towards liberty. Even so, uh, a lot of people in the humanity are not yet mature for it. Huh? So the liberty is really being, um, we get it only together with the intelligence which gives us, like the children, you give them autonomy when they are uh, enclosed in a park, in a kindergarten or whatever, with all the safety around. But when you cross a road with a lot of traffic, you hold their hands and you have to direct them. And we are somehow big children. And there is a rejection of authority in general today. A lot of people are claiming liberty, making, uh, rejecting uh, the scientific authority and also the religious authority. So we really should not put spiritism back into these boxes because spiritism at the opposite is open. It has to be secular uh, in the laicity sense of, uh, it has to be everyone from every belief or every religion is welcome in the spiritism. So it's something which is above of all this. So we should really preserve this aspect. And uh, what we see, for instance, in Brazil, where spiritism uh, religiosified, if we can use this word, huh, we see that clearly there are some big institutions in Brazil who are claiming uh, no, we are the leader, we have been entitled by uh, high spirit X or Y or Z, and we have a mission to save the world and whatever. So coming back exactly to the mistakes of the traditional. Okay, so we, what is important is really to keep this integral dimension of spiritism and to encourage all the people for intellectual, moral evolutions to become autonomous and to make the choice by themselves through the logic and the reason. And this is fundamentally the character of spiritism. I, love that. I, I, I think you bring an amazing point because oftentimes people forget to connect liberty with accountability. Uh -huh. And accountability is what spiritism teaches us. Exactly. Because in the past, from other religions, right, we were there to hear somebody else speak, somebody else decide on our behalf. But now what's happening is we are being asked to not only decide, but also to act on it. And this is something that we're not used to. I think this is genius, what you brought about liberty. Yeah. It's not me, it's Kardec or whoever. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, uh, brought here, so I'm giving you the credit. Peter Rolberg puts that thought up out there as well, saying that, you know, it's important for mm -hmm. us to move out of our comfort zone and see these new perspectives. And that's why I like what Charles said so much, because... Going back a little bit to what he was saying as Kardec not even owning the thing and this being a different way of delivering this message that was really only possible 
to come to us during that century, during the 19th century, because we had the thought process that the, the, our systematic thinking was starting to develop where we could would move away from, from those old thoughts that we used to have before. And that's why I even think that the spirits were kind enough and polite enough to say, you know what, Reveal, you don't get to put your name on. We're going to call you. You should publish this under the name of Lung Kardec, which is not even your own name, because this is not Correct. your work. It's important for people mm -hmm. to understand that this is not the work of one man. And I think that's an important distinction, right, that, that, that we get to make as well there. And I think that's why I really have taken to the idea of uh, calling it a progressive body of knowledge. So it's not a science, it's not a philosophy, it's not a religion, it's all of that. It's this body of knowledge that just keeps growing. And that's one great thing about spiritism too that Charles touched upon. I think that all of us take for granted it is progressive in the sense that it's always moving forward. And so it has started with Kardec, right? We are very grateful for Kardec coordinating those early things, but it has not stopped with Kardec. We are all invited to add to it and to continue to develop it and grow it and expand it as we see fit through the same means that Kardec used, which is I have an idea. I put it out there and see if other people agree, if they have had similar experiences. And as we have validation for that, we keep adding to that body of knowledge and growing. So I love that. And But it's definitely a different way of thinking, right? Especially one without hierarchy. And that's really hard because sometimes we want that hierarchy that Charles was uh, referring to. Sometimes we want people to tell us what to do. And this is the really hard part about personal accountability is us, hey, hold on a second. We all have to learn by ourselves and make sense of ourselves and develop that critical thinking muscle that is so hard for us. So spiritism but is really a daily challenge. I would I want to bring a few points also for us to consider. I was kind of writing down here. You mentioned about progress and we were talking about expanding religion. But when we look at us in spiritism, right? Our practice of religion is something that is also evolving. Although we have that has not labeled religion in the way that we are talking about here in this structured way. Our, our religiosity is still very limited. So, for instance, we have day culture here in the United States where we, are, we set ourselves, our minds, to be thankful on Thanksgiving. Within the spiritual, there are days that are a little bit more sacred than others. So... The day of the mediums group is a day that we take better care of our spiritual self. So whether we want to admit or not, our religious practice is still is evolving. Naturally, we come from God knows how long, right, in very structured religious institutions and practices. And that still is part of our practice. And with that, I would like also to bring uh, a sentiment that I have, which is the fact that we see religion and we are trying to practice uh, religion in a broader way doesn't mean that what we have had so far is something that hasn't worked and should be thrown away or disregarded entirely. Personally, as we went through a year of COVID, a little over a year right now, and we have been physically distanced from our spiritual center. For many people, myself included, at times 
I find myself uh, tempted to prioritize other things in my life other than my times like this where I am doing my spiritual talk or engage in, in, in activities. And so we as humanity, given how easily distracted we get from the issues that are essential, we sometimes need something a little bit more structured to bring us back home. So I think that we, and I, I'm, I'm just putting this out there for you guys, but I feel that the structure help us because even with the structure, we can so easily get lost. We are so easily distracted from our path, from our mission, from our essence, from what is really important in this life. So I think that for us, at least in this moment, uh, a good balance between having a structure, but also understanding that we are not limited to the structure is beneficial to us as, as humanity. What do you guys think? I, so I think it brings some good points because uh, structure doesn't mean it's setting stone, right? That's why what I personally love about spiritism, it, it, it's that it doesn't prohibit anything. Spiritism teaches us if we do, this is going to happen to us, or likely this is going to happen to us. If we do that, right, likelihood of this happening is much higher. So the fact that it doesn't prohibit anything, it just gives us guidelines on how we better behave. I think this is key. This is pivotal. And I, knowing you as, as we do, right, I think this is what you meant by structure. It's a skeleton in order for us to build our own bodies around it or guidelines for us to drive our cars towards a destination. But at the end of the day, how we build our bodies, how we drive our cars, it's ultimately our responsibility to do. This is the beautiful thing, beautiful thing about spiritism that it empowers us. It gives us that notion that you want to be happier? Here's how you can be happier. You want to be more fulfilled? Here's how you can be more fulfilled. You want to help more others? You want to do this? You want to do that? It gives us these things that I'm yet to find anywhere else. A, a guideline so powerful, so inviting as we do here. Yeah, it's great, Flavio, because I think that Susanna's point is a good one, too. And I think we want to be clear, as Kardec always wanted to, as Charles said, what we're saying is it's not that religion in itself is bad or that we are negating religion or structure. It's just that we have to be mindful that spiritism is not a formula. And uh, there isn't hierarchy, right? It's not structure in a way that you cannot deviate from it. I think that's important for us to recognize that. And I think that sometimes we say that because in spiritism, we bring such a reincarnatory perspective to things. And we know that we have chosen ways of being in the past that perhaps have not been the best ones. And so sometimes I think we come quite hard on that aspect. When we really mean is, hey, just be mindful that the, the essence of spiritism is that of freedom and self-thought and self-direction. It doesn't mean that we can't structure that. And I think that we do need to structure that because every time we come together as a group, we have to find a common structure. It's just important that we, rem we remember that, that when we go into a spiritist group, for instance, that is not spiritism. That's one interpretation of what spiritism is. Much the same way that once we go into a Catholic church or a Presbyterian church, we shouldn't just think that is the exemplification of what those philosophies or those doctrines are either, right? 
So that's a really tricky thing to do, I think, in this plane of life, is to us to understand, differentiate the form from the essence. But I agree. I think that we do need that, that, that form. I just hope that we continue to guide our form and evolve our form, evolve the format of our meetings, evolve the format of our gatherings in ways that are conducive to increasing that personal connection with God. I just would really hate for us to miss the opportunity and say, no, spiritism can only be done this way. And you come in and you have to do this or that. I think that would be missing the point. Uh, but your point is really well taken. And I think it's a great one for folks to know, hey, we're not shooting anything down here. We're just saying that this is what spirit is about at its core, right? It's about freedom. And it's about knowing that you don't have to do things a specific prescribed way to be a spiritist. Now, if you want to do that in a specific prescribed way and call yourself spiritist, go for it. Nobody's going to say, hey, you're not a spiritist, right? If that's what it is for you and if it works for you, whatever it is, go for it. That's my personal take on it. Prove me wrong, which is very okay and happens quite often. I am married, so I am constantly being proven wrong. Does that make sense? Does that, does that go to, to your point, Susanna? Yes, absolutely. I had to mute myself. I'm always afraid with the extra noises. Yes, no, I think that's it. I think that, as you said, and Flavio, we need the form as a means to expand. So what I, when I personally, what I try to do is to think of myself practicing my religion anywhere and everywhere. So it's not, I, I don't like, I, I try not to limit this religious practice to a moment like right now or when I'm at the spiritual center. I think that what, what spiritism can do best for humanity is to help each one of us to understand that anywhere we are capable of disconnection with God by setting our minds and our intent to follow God's laws, to love our, our neighbor, to give each moment of our lives and each individual in each circumstance our very best in such a way that our living becomes also a living prayer. And through this prayer, to this intent that we set for each moment, we are constantly in connection with the good spirits and therefore with God. So I like to think about my life in that way. And I try to bring this intent and this awareness to every minute of my life. That's what I have learned with spiritism. So, of course, I need the center and I need the structure because it grounds me, because we all need each other, because it's difficult to walk alone. But it's so much more. It's so much more than anything, any structure or, or any walls that you can build. So that's the beauty of spiritism and the, the religious aspect of the spirit is that it, when it's really understood and felt, it does its job, which is it connects you with humanity, with life and with God. Maybe I would just add on this, this subject. Bernadette just wrote a word which is very important, discipline. So we need discipline. We need to be serious. We need method. Of course, we, we need all that. But Again, everything, the referential as well for this are the natural laws, not only the laws which are governing the material world, but also the natural laws which are governing the spiritual world. And for this, uh, spiritism is always encouraging to learn, to progress intellectually in knowledge, 
and also to become a better person. And it gives us, it shows us where we come from, where we are, and where we are going to. So we have really a meaning, a sense in our life. So then it's up to us, okay, do I want to go this direction? Uh, in the rational way, yes, of course. Okay, so let's do whatever is, is necessary to go there. And this is clearly the intellectual and also the moral evolution. And uh, this is the best encouragement for any individual to work for his betterment. And uh, Kardec wrote also, you recognize the spiritist not by being a perfect person, by being a person who is doing efforts to becoming a, best, a better person. And that is all about spiritism. It's not without spiritism, there is no salvation. It's without charity, there is no salvation. Uh, and that is clearly the, the path towards this autonomy. I also fully agree religions uh, have been necessary all this time and are still necessary today. Again, everyone is not mature to make this process, to understand this, and needs someone trustable uh, to, to tell my mother was like this. She told always, I'm born Catholic, I will die Catholic. And she died Catholic, by the way. She needed someone to give her a guideline of what she should do and what she should not do. Someone trustable. The problem today is, are all, do we always fall onto a person which is trustable for giving us the hints? And, and this is getting more and more complicated. And that's why this, as Dan told at the beginning, the, the religions are losing momentum, uh, clearly, because the people are used and want to go in this autonomous way, according to the freedom and the free will. And that is exactly where spiritism lies. So this is why I, I, I don't like that we push back spiritism to telling that it's a religion, because for me, it's a step back. We should know, we should go <laughs> to the future. Let me throw a... So real quick, Dan, let me throw a, a curveball, as we say in the United States, meaning let, let me pull us to a different perspective that I think it's important to mention as well, because the definition of the word church, it's the gathering of people. And there is, the way I see it at least, there is a social component of going to a place together with folks that I think we cannot miss. So what is the purpose, what is the role of churches, synagogues, temples, spiritist centers in that social component or social element, social fabric of our human lives? Susanna mentioned it gives us the tools and the guidelines on how to connect with the creator. But how about for us to connect with others at a personal level? For us to see on others, right, some of the mistakes that we still see in ourselves. For us to practice, you know, charity. For us to practice indulgence. For us to really live as a big family. What's the role that spiritism plays? The other religions, they play it as well. But can you maybe spend a few minutes talking about that? I love that, Flavio, because... That's one of the, the arguments and topics that Kardec covers in that beautiful speech that Charles first referenced on the Day of yep. the Dead in France in the 1868, like November 1st, which was printed on the December edition of the Spiritist Review, which was that monthly uh, newsletter that Kardec used to publish, always updating and trying the content for Spiritism. And that's one of the wonderful points that he makes. And he says, after saying, hey, Spiritism is not about formulas, not about mandates. Right. But that there is 
these explanations to these laws that Spiritism now reveals to us or makes it easier for us to understand. And one of them is the power of thought and the energy behind it. And that once we come together as a group and we're sharing that communal problem, and it's a wonderful energetic piece that all, not only replenishes and rebalances ourselves, like recharges our batteries, to use a colloquial expression, very apt and very true, but that it also becomes, in a way, like an arena for us to develop ourselves and practice ourselves with like-minded individuals. Because I love what Charles was saying and what Susanna was saying, which is, hey, it's not just about the theory. It's about the practice. It's about uplifting our hearts and making that connection between the heart and the mind. It's not just reading and understanding how the world works, but it's playing a role in the world so that we can change the world and change ourselves in the process. And what better place to do that at than to do it with other people who are also doing the same thing. So it's, it's our training grounds. It's where we can have our training wheels on a bike when we're beginning to. It's nice to be among people who are also trying the same thing so that we can get our bearings and start practicing those muscles, those moral muscles, which are the complement of the intellectual stuff we learn. Now, I hope that we just don't stay there either. It's important to stay there. <laughs> But let's not just stay there either, because if we, Kardec says this beautifully as well, if we isolate ourselves from each other, then that's where like selfishness kicks into. So we, I think it's good for, for us to spend time in communion with like-minded people, but it's also good for us to make sure that we're spending time in communion with unlike-minded people so that we can also learn how to navigate all these challenges. The differences. Yep. Beautiful. Great. And, so, and it's a true practice, practice of religion. Was that, Sue? That is the end? true practice of religion, to right. see God in everyone, even yeah. the unlike the ones that are not like us, thought. So that is that, that will be progress. We're still working towards that. <laughs> and that's the mandate, right? If we look back philosophically, which is the argument of Kardec towards religion, look and see if religion's philosophically, not like mm -hmm. politically or, right? We can better understand, for instance, the words of Jesus when he says, what benefit is there for you to right. like only those who like you? Don't even the tax collectors do this, right? Our, our calling of this time and day and age, and maybe all times and, and days and ages, is to reach out to others, and be kind to others even when we are not in agreement with them. And what powerful lesson for our days. I'm gonna repeat that, right? In such polarized times, why are we not answering the call if we call ourselves Christians or we like that kind of thinking to say, hey, I cannot just be with the people I like. I cannot just defend my tribe. I have to extend my, my will my good intention to those around us who think of me different because we all work for the same boss. Now we understand through spiritism that there is reincarnation. Today I may be born in this family with this political inclination, in this gender, in this geography, in this religion. Tomorrow I might be in a different body and I might look completely different and have a completely different religious background, air quotes, I'm doing air quotes here, and yet we are going to be children of God. So what is it that we find space in our hearts for that communion that we're talking about. I think that's the why is this important piece, right? Like, why should we show it? You sound so futuristic. And by in a good way or in a bad way, Sue? So. <laughs> no, what I mean by that is, I don't know, it's just shouldn't we be like working towards that at this moment as humanity, like really working towards that. So Jesus proposed that 
to us 2,000 years ago. And, and here we are having a whole conversation about religion and religiosity and what all that spiritism does for us. And as I hear you speaking, I'm just like um, feeling this very uncomfortable sentiment of like our own struggles still, how much, how far behind we, I think we still are in some ways to accomplish what that you're saying, not to deny all the progress that we have made, right? So we live today in a society that is way more tolerant. The laws have progressed for sure. There is a lot more inclusion and yet we are in a very polarized world right now where people are having a very difficult time to see God in one another, to see each other as divine beings, and to integrate that the sentiment into the relating of each day. So I hear it, and I said futuristic in a sense, although it's here, it's still far from being here. You know what I'm saying? If you look at the big picture, right, if you look at the progression of humanity and the laws, of course, we are doing much better. But I don't know. So (laughs) just like having some feelings as I hear you. Now, that's great, too. I think that uh, it's a good call and a good reminder for us, too. But I also want to be positive and think that, you know what, we are making progress. Mm -hmm. I have to believe that we're making progress. We're having conversations like this. And of course, this could sound biased because I am a spiritist and I really love this body of knowledge. But I think that spiritism in many ways, if we zoom out, is a step in that direction if we are good stewardess of that. So we don't let it fall into this bucket and say, oh, we're better than everybody else, because we're not. We're the only ones. Yeah, yeah, clearly, or we know better. Because at the end of the day, that's the challenge. But if we are are mindful of that that calling, that, that, that question that you're raising for us, then this is a great opportunity for us to see, hey, the stuff that we learn about, what spiritism really does well, in my opinion, is it gives validation to a lot of the things that a lot of religions had talked about before. It shows them in detail. I think all religions have said, hey, there is an afterlife and that there is justice, right? They just perhaps weren't diving as deep on how that works. But with spiritism, we now have proof that there is such thing as an afterlife. And better yet, we can have a better picture of what it looks like. And we can understand that justice, that all these great missionaries and gurus and what have you have been talking about, right? Because we know of reincarnation. We understand cause and consequence. So it's nice that we are able to add something to to the world in that sense with that understanding. So I want to be hopeful because before we were told you have to believe because. And now we can believe because we can find out for ourselves. And that I think there can be no greatest compliment of the love of God for us than to say, I'm going to give you the the ability to learn and grow for yourself. I think that's an incredible thing that blows my mind, almost brings tears to my eyes when I think about it. God loves us so much as to let us grow in understanding and then practice, of course, nothing without practice. But isn't that amazing? I I find that overwhelming in a positive way. But then I'm going to get off my soapbox because I'm talking too much. Now, I just want to say, and I'm going to pass it on to Charles and Flavio, but I just want to say that I didn't mean to sound pessimistic. Not at all. I'm a very optimistic person. And with spiritism, I think you have no choice 
but to be always optimistic and hopeful because we are certain that we are progressing. We're certain that we're moving forward. So that is one thing that I am not. So if I sound that way, I didn't mean to. <laughs> it's time for wrap up. Unfortunately, it's time for wrap up and Dan is talking on mute. Yes, yeah, that's what I've done the entire year. COVID is talking on mute. Somehow I have not learned the lesson yet, right? The word of the, the sentence of 2020-2021 is you're on mute. mute. You're on mute. But yes, yes. So I think that this topic is a wonderful one that sprouts many different topics, the value of education, right? Nicole chimes in here, like life formal versus informal education. Yeah. Uh, life goes on also chimes in. How can we move away from this old idea of religion to more education. It's education of the soul. It's what we're talking about here, not traditional education. But with all that in mind, we have talked a little bit about today about is spiritism a religion or not? And I think we came to the conclusion that key to that understanding is us defining what religion is. Uh, and that's important for us to know. But we also uh, talked about why that's important. But we want to take a moment here to do a quick wrap up, as we always do in spiritist conversations. If you can share with us And all of us can have a go in under a minute. What's your big takeaway from today? What do you take with you uh, into the weeks that come about the topic and what we talked about here today? Just so happy to be spiritist, to have spiritism. And it's been definitely for me a bridge. I think that is the best image and analogy that I can do. Spiritism is a bridge to myself is a bridge to my fellow human beings and therefore it has been a bridge it's a bridge to it has taught me to it has educated my eyes to see god in everything and everywhere so i think that in in this sense it's a wonderful religion because it has um train my soul and my eyes to see God in everything and to be grateful to God in every circumstance of my life, whether I label it good or bad, and every single person where I label friend of mine or someone difficult or challenging, still I think I am able to see God and to feel God in, in every aspect of my life. I love when I walk out in the morning to go to work and I look at nature and I am first sentiment each day is thank you God for another day. So this underlying sense of gratitude for everything comes from what the spiritism has given me. And I personally, when I introduce the spiritism, I say it's a philosophy and a science, but on the day today is a wonderful religion. I, I, I think what I get from, from this great uh, time together, folks, and I'm very thankful for having you, right, as uh, part of this topic, is that, on one hand, spiritism, right, is not a religion. Because if we analyze it, we have no rituals, no ceremonies, no specific money contribution. We don't worship anybody, anything. We don't even worship, you know, card, nothing. It's just, it's, it's a big school that we go to learn. From that angle, right, it's not a religion. But from the moral aspect of it, from the connection with God, from teaching us how to become better folks. There is a religiosity component in there that we cannot take into consideration. So for that, for me, it's both. Right? It is a religion from that sense, the moral sense, but it is not a religion from the uh, organized religion uh, perspective. 
What about you, Charles? What did you get out of this? Wait, let's let let's have Charles have the last word here. Bring his French wisdom to us, right? Obviously. Um, I just, I just, uh, let's spend all my foolishness. I just want to thank you all as well, because I think it's a great conversation. I think that exemplifies what spiritism is about. And I think that your, your comments are today are great because, yes, it's not an organized religion, right? Spiritism is not that. But it can provide you that religiosity. It can provide you with that connection with God. The important thing is for you to seek clarity individually what it is for you that works and understand that the formats and structures of the past do not need to be followed blindly nor may they suit you in the future that it is okay for us to constantly reevaluate where we are and what we are and find out how we are going to be in the future whether that's continuing to do things we were doing in the past or breaking away with them and trying something new and innovating so i think that's a beautiful thing about spiritism that's why i like this progressive body of knowledge because it's constantly growing and giving us the opportunity to do the same thing which is to grow too through self-reflection and action so i really appreciate that and Yes to being in a religion with not a formal religion. No to being in a formal religion, on my view. But let's hear from Charles. Charles, can you bring this home? Can you tell us a little bit your big insights and your takeaway from today? Yes. <clears throat> so clearly, Spiritism or the Spirit's book is a, a kind of a revolutionary book. And it has not yet been understood as such or in its full extent. I'm an engineer. A lot of people ask me, how can an engineer believe in such things? But it's exactly, how to say, this uh, rational approach to these questions who were during centuries dealt with based on dogmas, based on interpretation, based on texts which were uh, millennium old and hardly understandable. And now of a sudden comes a very clear, simple reasoning explaining us all these things, what makes sense, what makes not. It's really the step, huh, as Kardec told, to this uh, unshakable face, huh, which is the one who can meet the reason face to face at every human epoch. This is really uh, spiritism. So it's studying against the laws of nature, not only with, with this, uh, how to say, limitations, uh, lack of lateral view for, of the materialistic uh, approach, which is unfortunately still the paradigm of uh, the main body of the, of the mainstream of science to nowadays, of medicine and the flop. Albeit it's changing most slowly, but it's changing. No, it's a science which is really much broader, which also contemplates in this logical and, reason, and uh, rational way the laws which are governing the spiritual world. So a lot of people know we, we, we talk more about spirituality nowadays than about religions, isn't it? But talking about spirituality without having this link to the rational thinking, where a guru which is telling some nice things, okay, but he's not explaining the fundamentals. Where does it come from? Why is the reasons, the roots? This is exactly what Kardec did uh, with the help, of course, of the spirits who brought this. And it's really, how uh, to say, a game changer. And I'm also optimistic, Susanna, but also realistic. We are progressing, for sure. A century or two or three centuries is nothing in, the, in front of the eternity. So we, we should not be on a hurry because it may take still a while that we get there. 
And that is really, I think, what is fundamental in this in this spiritist uh, revolution. Huh? And still, let's fight, let's disseminate, do whatever we can in order to have this correctly explained so that the people, our colleagues, our fellows in the humanity can also benefit from these huge resources. You look at what's happening today. Huh? Look look this this trial, these difficulties we are facing, lockdown, this, that, and the law of social life completely changed. We are meeting here together in a different way. Still, we are finding ways to to, to make an efficient job and so on. So in order to understand all this, in order really to think about, to hold on, okay, let's think about what is what is the best thing I can do, what is the best behavior I can have in this uh, difficult situation. And I, I remember when this COVID appeared, I was, hey, uh, did Kardec talk about this? Open the spirited books. Okay, question 737, everything is there. I don't think that the spirit is, does not answer to everything, but it brings us huge recourses, resources to overcome the natural difficulties of our lives. Wonderful, Charles. Well said. Thank you for being here today. I know it's late out there in France. We have a truly internationally geographic show today. Uh, Charles is in France. Susanna's in Florida. Flavio's in Mexico. I'm in the Bahamas. And I think it's a testimony to the beauty of ideas that can bring us together. Charles, thank you so much for being here today. Can you share, before uh, we, we part ways here, any interesting projects you've been working out there? Any, things that you any news that you'd like to share from your neck of the universe? Yes, uh, thank you. I thank you, Dan, uh, for this uh, opportunity today of uh, dissemination. We are really thinking now because the, the spiritist teach, the body of uh, body of knowledge, as you tell, uh, is really something very strong because uh, no one has demonstrated something is uh, wrong into it. But the spiritist movement, which are the spiritists themselves and their organization, have still a lot of things to improve exactly in order to adapt to this new way of thinking and not to bring back all these old habits uh, that we need to change. Uh. So we are thinking really in new ways, uh, how to say, to organize this uh, the spiritist movement without hierarchies, uh, without anything that is reminding these secular habits from the traditional religions. This is one of uh, the activities nowadays. And the other activities, uh, as you told a little bit at the beginning, we are making some researches uh, on the history of spiritism, history of uh, Kardec, Rivai, and of the other followers. And really now with increasing digitalization of information, of books and so on, we are really finding a lot of new elements huh, about Kardec. And there are thousands of documents, original documents about Kardec, which have been found and that are being put now uh, available into the, with the help of a university in Brazil, huh, the university, Federal University of uh, Juiz de Fora, Minas Gerais. And they created a portal, uh, which is uh, based on the, a similar portal that have been done in Oxford uh, for the documents of Newton, where we are uh, gathering all these thousands of documents about Alan Kardec, Hippolyte Rivai, and, and so on. And really, this will also uh, change completely. And there we will discover how he suffered pressure from the religions, how uh, some Jesuits uh, were infiltrated in the society, Parisian society of spiritist researchers, of spiritist studies. We, we saw how Kardec made his minds and so on, 
to reach this uh, wonderful position he left us in this famous speech he made, uh, as you gave the reference, uh, which is really uh, highly inspired and helping us today to solve these very difficult questions that we talked about today. So thanks again for hey, everything. Hey. Uh, and uh, of Ch course, Charles, my job is you, more you, disseminating in French language, but some, from time to time, even with my not very good English, <laughs> I'm trying you know, to help. Ch Charles, well. you've done amazing work for the Spiritist Ideals, and we thank you for that. But one question that I have is, if somebody that's following us right now would like to get in touch with you, how would that person be able to do that? Maybe you could share some of your contact information, if you don't mind. Yes, of course. You, you can find me easily on Facebook or Messenger or whatever with my name and you have my picture, so we, you will recognize it uh, quite quickly. <laughs> and uh, otherwise, I can reach also by email. Dan, if you want, you can share the email without any problem. It will be a pleasure to attend and to help wherever it's possible, wherever I can. Wonderful. Fantastic. Thank you, Charles. Thank you, Flavio. Thank you, Susanna, as always. You can find us at Spiritus Conversations. We want to invite everybody who may be listening to this or watching this that we have past episodes on YouTube for video and also in any other podcast platforms. All the major podcast platform podcast is your thing. Thank you so much for being here with us. And we are doing Spiritus Conversations on a monthly basis for uh, season six. So stay tuned and you can find a lot more details moving forward on, uh, on our website, spiritistconversations.org. And you can find our schedule there and you can find past episodes. And we hope that you will join us for next conversations. Have a great one, everyone. Bye. Thank you, folks. Take care. Thank you. Thank you.